Here we go. Here we are at TRL, well, the TRL podcast, episode two. You're here with your host, Mitchell Winter, and the first ever immortal in my books. We'll discuss this further, but Benny Maddock, how are you? Hey, mate, very good, thank you. Again, Look, if I take some pictures, I'm sure we can actually get that happening. We'll throw it up on our The TRL Podcast Facebook page. Our podcast studio has been upgraded about a 1,000% in uh, a week's time. So we've uh, we've got three screens happening now. We've got microphones all over the place. And uh, look, you've done a fantastic job. So, uh, Benny, just a, a quick wrap up there. How's the week been in uh, this upgrade of the studio? Mate, it's been tiresome. Um doing it with my my bung wrist that we talked about in the last podcast I injured my wrist um, in a skateboarding incident carrying beers we won't get too much into that uh, mate just been flat packing the hell out of this Ikea furniture it's looking good though what do you think the black and the white good mix you've done outstandingly here and it's been great to see everyone get behind us here the uh, well the podcast has got hundreds of listens there there's uh, there's obviously plenty of people around Australia there that uh, do live and breathe TRL and we're happy you do because we have absolutely love uh, doing the podcast here we're not going anywhere we're going to be here every week again if you want us to shout out anyone you want us to discuss anything whatever you have we're going to be posting things up throughout the week and uh, we want this to be pretty interactive so just jump on board like our facebook page the trl podcast we're now on spotify the trl podcast i'm pretty sure we're going to be on apple pretty soon they've still got to approve us there benny any update on the apple side of things there no not yet they they must be a bit more uh... Um, vigorous with their you know screening process but we'll get there we'll be on apple podcast soon at the moment on on spotify and all the rest anchor etc we'll post the links it'll be somewhere for you to listen all right well you know where to find us the trl podcast and uh look let's jump straight into it we want to look at the regions across australia here and this week it's going to be north brisbane in focus we're having a few chats about our team of the year or the fans choice or a few different things we want to look at so first thing is going to be the form teams across australia now we know the sunny coast pretty well uh now the godfather tommy longworth i hope you're listening here because it's a I really want to see, well, I guess me and Benny were having a chat here about an Australian club championship. I don't know exactly how we're going to make it work, but if you are to win, say, your A-grade competition, you get thrown into a club championship that uh, you're going to be played across Australia. I know it happened in southeast Queensland. When we were down there, it was west, east, north, uh, and south. Even there, Wynnum. And uh, they were all coming together for, for quite a nice uh, a nice prize there. There was a bit of cash being thrown around for that competition there. Uh, Benny, just quickly, what's your thoughts there on an Australian club championship? Oh, mate, it's a nice thought. Going to be very tough to pull off unless Tommy starts opening his wallet a bit and throwing a lot of cash around. Um, but it would it'd be awesome to see who's the best uh, local team getting around. Maybe some sort of knockout tournament there that you could throw there if you were to take on your next region like a champions league yeah well it could happen uh, i think you'd probably find teams stacking stacking themselves and you just turn into a an oz chance or a state chance but mate it's always a good idea there you go look we'll throw it out to you guys you got any suggestions for us but uh this is why we want to go through every region here and this week's going to be north brisbane and we're going to move through different regions uh as the weeks go by so we're giving a shout out to every region now north brisbane uh that's the home of trl the suncorp stadium of trl we want to just recap the form teams in the competitions at the moment now 
the men's teams that are traveling very well, and I know the teams are going into semifinals and finals very soon. Now, just want to quickly let you know the Bronx and Storm are in very, very nice form. I know they were, they've been very powerful over the last few seasons there. Our, uh, our man, Jimmy LeBoyne, he's a, he's a, well, he's a captain. He's, uh, he recruits very well and they're always tough to beat the Bronx and Storm now the Cubs have found themselves in North uh, now they've even taken down the Storm uh, they've come across from East Brisbane some of the superstars there the good thing about Brisbane that uh, some of these guys you'll find bring teams across the different divisions there to test themselves so we've got the Cubs in North at the moment performing very well in the men's we've got the Custodians uh, which are doing very, very well in the men's division. Law-abiding citizens, they're in the Tuesday men's competition. And the Mucker Mad Boys, the longtime veterans of TRL, they're also performing well in the men's division. Now our, our mixed teams of North Brisbane that are doing very, very well. Benny, do you want to let us know who the best mixed teams are here in the North Brisbane divisions at the moment? Uh, yeah, mate, up there at the top, you've got Bronquettes and Stormettes. Sounds like a uh, similar team to the men's team. I'm guessing that's Jimmy LeBon's team. Are they one or two teams, the Bronquettes and Stormettes? I'm guessing two. Yeah, they're two. So he's he's pulled them across there. They've uh, they've been to a, a few different uh, divisions there around Brisbane uh, without going into too much detail there. I think they've played in, uh, in South previously. I think they might have even touched on East, but they came across... Uh, straight across the north, and I think he plays in in four teams there. I believe they play on different nights. The Bronx and Bronquettes are on the same night. Storm and Stormettes are on the same night. Jimmy, Jimmy must be the fittest bloke in the world. <laughs> I'll tell you what, they're not going too bad. Also, mate, in the mix, you've got Guacho. They're the kings of Tuesdays, apparently. We've also got Sideliners, uh, who have been there for a long time. Smashbox. I've had a bit to do with Smashbox at the, the Bash at the Bay competitions we run down at uh, Morton Bay. Yeah, the, the cash comps. Um, and you've also got Toadfish. Rebecca's. Becky's. That's Mason. Mason Parts team there. That is. That's his superstars there. Now, uh, they are, well, obviously you've seen he's in the rest of the world there. Mason is just an absolute stalwart of TRL. Again, throw him probably around in the immortal chat there, Mr. Mason Part. But uh, that's his boys. They came straight in and uh, took out the division there. I believe they're, I think they've got a men's team as well that are called something else. But uh, that's Mason Part side there. I want to know the story behind that name, the Toadfish Rebeccas. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it was set up while I was still down in the office down there and uh, I think it's pulled it, he's just pulled it out of his backside there and uh, I'm I'm trying to think of the story. I think he had something there. We had a bit of a laugh and I wasn't listening too hard. He might be able to text us in and, and let us know. We'll, we'll talk about it next week. Mason, let us know. Send it in to, uh, mate, put a comment there when we put up these North Brisbane sides here. We want to know how you came up with the Toadfish Rebeccas. I'm trying to remember. I'm sure you told me, but uh, let us know. We're going to post these up this week. Women's sides, best women's sides here. We got Puss and Boots. Uh, now there are a lot of the Guacho and Sideliners girls playing for Puss and Boots. Uh, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now that's a new side coming into the women's division there. Now uh, Eddie Wilson did a good job of getting this women's competition up and and running again. Obviously, there's a whole lot of other people in there that uh, are doing a, a whole lot of good things. You got uh, JB and Emma Kirky, and uh, also. I'm forgetting names here. Uh, I should have uh, done some preparation. Uh, I'm thinking of Danyan and uh, Danyan's girlfriend. 
Yeah, deep oh, pigeon. Oh, I was sitting next to her the other week. Anyway, she did a whole lot of work there getting that women's division going, and uh, I'm embarrassed that I've forgotten the name there. But uh, look, the women's division is doing very well there in Brisbane, and nothing but nothing but Gretels. Been around for a while, but they're the regular North Brizzy girls in uh, nothing but Gretels. Another name that I would like to know the origin of. We're going to post all these up here. Now, this one is... North Brisbane is a huge competition. So if you're at the top of the division there, if you're in the top of men's, mixed and women's down there, very, very well. So this is what I'd love to see. I, I used to be down in, in Brisbane here and seeing these teams run around. The The only thing I'd say there, you, you're thinking you'd stack sides and uh, it'd be a bit hard to get an Australian club championships going. I'll tell you what, there's a whole lot of people running around in North Brisbane that have never even heard of rep and never played rep and uh, are just superstars who like coming down and playing their local footy. So I'd love to see them running around against the likes of Tropics or, uh, you know, the Dirty Moes, get them down and uh, I'm sure you could make it happen. you got to... Well, look, it wouldn't be that hard. Mick, um, you win your competition and you just got to play on a weekend knockout competition. Where would you hold it? It's got to be in southeast Brisbane. you got to... It's whether it's the well, it'd be nice at the coast. I'll referee if it's at the coast. What about Caboolture, somewhere like that? That's yeah. even even ground. Moreton Bay, that'd be a, a nice even ground there. Uh, look, if you went, oh, do you play a knockout competition? If you've got, say, the sunny coast, you take on North Brisbane. If if whoever wins out of that, then you take on say, you know, to Bundaberg. Uh, Bundaberg. Bundaberg. We're pulling that at Townsville, sorry. Townsville. Uh, if you've got North Queensland sides taking on each other, you've got Melbourne taking on uh, you know, Newcastle. If you can do it that way, you can do a knockout. You can get your best club side. Then maybe at the Oz champs, all like the, the far away teams come and play like a curtain raiser. Yeah, absolutely. finals or something. Absolutely. Yep. If they're so going to be there anyway. and uh, You play your region first. Come yeah. together. Yep, I like it. You're onto something here, Mitchie. Let's throw something out there because uh, we've got uh, the yep, the Champions League. But uh, get it Australia-wide. And uh, I think there's going to be... You need to throw some cash around for this to make it worth the effort. And look, what's a couple of thousand? Tommy, Tommy's a generous bloke. He'll, he'll have that sitting in his uh, dashboard of his car. So Where's Eddie Wilson? Start, who's working that sponsorship down there in uh, TRL? I'm sure someone would uh, get a good sponsor on board and uh, Australian Club Championships. Hey, look, me and Benny will commentate it. We're, uh, we're available. But uh, look, it's good to see. And uh, good luck to everyone going into their finals here in North Brisbane. And uh, we want to go around every region here and make sure that uh, we're, we're spotting out these best teams. And uh, let's do what we can to get behind an Australian Club Championship because it's going to be something slightly different to what we see at the moment. And uh, let's get some money behind it. I don't know how. Ben, are you behind it? I'm, I'm right behind it. You you lead the charge and I'll, I'll follow, mate. Hey, I'll tell you what. I think I've got Tommy Longwell's number, actually. I'll send him a text this week. <laughs> mate, yeah. I just saw just a little bit of info have been passed on. Pretty big feat here. We've got uh, the Storm and Stormettes and the Bronk and Bronquette. They've won the summer season and the autumn season, Monday and Wednesday, men's and mixed. So that's four competitions they've, they've won in one season. And they've done it twice. Massive. And that's Jimmy LeBlanc. Le- I can never say it. LeBoin. 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 Where's that from? LeBoin. I believe. Oh, it might be a bit of French. French. Yeah, I don't know. Bit of French, bit of Russian in there. But uh, no, they're tough to beat out there. And uh, especially when you're playing that many nights a week, uh, you'd know, Benny, when you're 
you're lining up each week with girls and guys that you just know how to play with, then they're, they're just so tough to beat. Everyone knows where they're going to be. And uh, something we'll touch on later in the podcast is positions and structured versus unstructured TRL. And these guys have probably got the best structure I've ever seen in, uh, in club competition. So uh, this is something we're going to be posting up. Uh, Jimmy, I'm sure you're behind it. And I'm sure the rest of uh, the people there who line up four nights a week for the same teams that uh, let's get an Australian club championships going and uh, some sort of knockout tournament there, um, like a Champions League. We can go around something similar to what they do in the soccer there and uh, you move through and uh, you can play as a curtain raiser. I don't know, talk to D Lockyer there, maybe before the origin or something like that. <laughs> now, now, we want to move in. Again, we were looking for our fans' choice uh, team of the year now it's something we were talking about it's going to be a lot of discussion around whether we can get a team from across australia across queensland across new south wales all leading into our rep tournaments here so we've got state of origin that's going to be coming up later on we've got our world cup coming up now the the big decisions that need to be made there are going to be the australian team the queensland team and the new south wales team here now what we want to do is we want to assist those selectors the best we can so if we can name our team of each region, at least we're nailing it down a bit for those selectors there, who to watch out for. Again, there's going to be plenty of discussion here. This is going to be Benny and Mitch's team of North Brisbane. So this is our our strongest mixed side of men's and women's. Again, not specifically a mixed side, but just our strongest men's and women's uh of the North Brisbane region and uh, knowing there is going to be a whole lot of communication. So we're going to post this up on our social media. I want you to let you know who you'd keep in the side, who you'd stay the same and uh, let us know who you think would be your top North Brisbane side. If you had your top seven men's and women's Benny, who have we got here for our top North Brisbane side? We had a bit of a chat about it before we've, uh, we've gone through a bit of info passed on by uh, North Brisbane players uh, also, you know, people commenting in, sending in messages through the, through the podcast. Uh, we thank you for that. Mate, we've narrowed it down. This is our team. Mate, we, we're not from North Brisbane, so we might be wrong here. But So let us know what you think. Mate, our wings for our dream team mix uh, North Brisbane team. I've got Dave Fraser, one of the safest hands you'll ever see in the business. Um, played in the, the men's Queensland team. He was in the Australian team a couple of years ago. Um, he he's just doesn't drop a ball, and he's a great bloke to have around, good chat, just uh, and, and love to have a beer with him. Uh, you've also got Beck Simo, one of the fastest girls in TRL, I would say. She She's on the other wing. Um, safe hands, can finish a try. Move into the centres. One here that, that's uh, sprung up, he's, he's been around for a long time, but I uh, really, really rated him in the last Australian Championships. Harry Wilson stepped up and played the men's competition. Uh, I, think he's, I think he came from mixed, he normally plays mixed. He might have even played both, but uh, he played against us in the men's and he, he's got a, a ripper try on, um, on Sean Hooper, um, which is very hard to do. Sean's one of the, the best defenders in the middle. So um, Harry Wilson, I've got him there in the centres in the dream team for North Brisbane. The other centre there, we've got Jane Myers. In the halves, we've got Zach Taylor, Monique Roberts, and sitting back there at fullback is uh, is your man, Daniel Cash. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I'll just have a quick shout out there to uh, my man, Zach Taylor. Oh, Zach Taylor uh, now, is your man. Zach Taylor is uh, he's my player of North Brisbane. Uh, now, no one could argue that he is the most capped player 
in men's almost in history of TRL. I know that's a huge call, but I was playing with this bloke uh, back in 2008. You were playing? We were down... Mate, was I playing? We tore up the. Uh, we're in South Brisbane there at the moment. Well, what was South Brisbane? And uh, we were unstoppable. This was pre knee, pre shoulder. Well, sort of. Well, not pre, but anyway, we were tearing them up. Zach's, uh, Zach's still playing. He's a bloke I went to school with. He, uh, he was the Brisbane North men's captain, uh, I believe, last year. He was the, the North Brisbane men's captain. Everyone would know him around the North scene there. He's just come off seven straight titles seven. last year. So, well, four last year. He won four nights. So all in the A grade, he won uh, four titles, and then he won three titles the year before. Is that a record? I could be. Is there, is there anyone out there that's won more than seven in a row? Let us know. Could be. The Storm and Stormettes and the Bronx and Bronquettes look like they might break that record there. But uh, Zach Taylor is a USA representative there, vice captain of the USA side. Uh, he was in the house of the USA and uh, he's unstoppable. So uh, he's had, my man. How did USA go? Did they win that? Yeah, well, we uh, no, we, we went really well. We made the semis this year, actually. Uh, they've uh, they put us down a, a division there, so we were in the cup. But uh, you had a few Sunny Coast players there, didn't you? Look, uh, yeah, yeah, Jackson Shearer, Jake Bartell, Matty Good Enough. We were all one of the Sunny Coast legends. We were all Sunny Coast, bar Zach Taylor. But he does uh, he does have a place up here at Caramundi, so uh, you do see him up here. But uh, I'll tell you what, fun fact about Zach Taylor: we uh, versus New Zealand in the first ever World Cup. He got over and scored against New Zealand yeah. there. So, uh, and I, uh, I passed it to him. So, try assist against New South Wales. We went down 10 1, but uh, look, we had him. We had him. When Zach went over, we thought we were going to take it. But uh, there you go. Zach, I hope you're happy with that. I told you I'd give you a shout out, and I've given you about two minutes there. So, mate, I hope you're listening. How much is he paying you? <laughs> but there you go. Recap the side there. We've got Dave Fraser on the wing. We've got Bep. Beck Simo on the other wing, Harry Wilson in the centres. We got Jane Myers on the other centre, Zach Taylor and Monique Roberts in the halves. And who's at fullback there, Benny? Daniel Cash, mate. Daniel Cash. There's our side there. I know there's going to be plenty of chat. There's so many people playing in Brisbane North. We're happy to revisit this one here if we get enough chat through the social media channels there because we'll post that up. You let us know who we need to change, who we need to stay. But uh, look, North Brisbane. That was like a strong team to me. There we go. Well, uh, we're going to be revisiting another region there. And uh, thank you very much to the players of North Brisbane and the representatives there of North Brisbane who've helped us out. Who should we look at next week, mate? I'll tell you what, could be another Brisbane region, maybe even to... Uh, I think get outside Brisbane. We'll go. We'll come back to Brisbane. I reckon somewhere like... Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. Melbourne, we could... Uh, maybe even you could, even uh, Central Queensland. Central Queensland had a really good men's 30s team. So maybe we talk about them. Steve Askin. I know you've got a few uh, a few contacts there. You're uh, you're born and bred up north. Yeah, mate. That, that's that's my origin. Um, for the my first ever state and uh, no Oz champs was for for Rocky. We went down in the grand final to maybe maybe West Brisbane or someone. Well, there you go. I don't know. I reckon. Uh, look, check your phones if you're running uh, up north Queensland. There, Benny. That's going to be on you. You send the message out, and we're going to get our team of. You call it now. What do you reckon? What region are we looking at for next week? Well, uh, won't, Who you we got on seed? in stone, but I'll, I'll talk to Steve Askin. He, he might give me a bit of insight and in who should be his uh, his dream team. Beautiful. All right. 
Well, we've got that one all sorted. We're going up to Steve Askin next week and uh, we'll check out their team of the year or uh, the fans' favourite team there. We're going to keep moving around and we want to help out those Queensland selectors and Australian selectors there. The problem is with uh, with Steve Asko, he, he doesn't choose based on skill. He chooses on who can uh, party the hardest and it, it really shows when, he, when they come out uh, from being at the casino till 5 o'clock in the morning, first game's at 8.30, you can uh, really see the, the struggle in the legs and the eyes of the players. But they still get there, so hats off to them. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'm, now that rings a bell, actually, we're doing a bit of uh, franchise training there when Steve, Steve Haskin came in and he, uh, he blew his credit card and then he had to blow the company credit card as well for his, uh, his TRL. So I hope he's recovered there from that night at the casino. It wasn't very successful. Crazy but uh, <laughs> we're going to be visiting them next week. Now, uh, this leads us very well into our immortal chat. This one, we want to keep getting your feedback here on who should be the first ever immortal. Again, Benny Maddock, he's my first vote for the uh, the first uh, immortal. But uh, I'll tell you what, there's probably going to be a class of five or six, I think. Uh, I know the Godfather's listening, so Tommy, we're, uh, we're going to be pushing on this. You just tell us the time we need to announce it. We'll be there. But uh, look, we've had some really good feedback here online uh, through our social media channels on who you'd like to see as the first ever immortal or in the first class of immortals. Uh, Benny, let us know who do we have thrown to us there for our immortals. Mate, in the chat, we had um, had a fair few thrown out. Um, Troy Gow from Morton Bay, he was he was thrown out there by Will Fielding. Um, I, um, as you probably know, I run the, the Morton Bay comp as well and uh, Troy is, is one of the long-term members of Fashionably Late down there. Uh, very good player. He, he was um, a big part in their Australian champs team um, so I'll, I'll, I'll throw a vote out for Troy as well he's a great player great bloke as well um, one was sent in there Francis Otto and I I back this up 100% Francis Otto one of the, the stalwarts of our game he's been around forever he's, he's probably about 63 now but he looks 20 no I'm, I'm joking Francis um, he I'm a bit dirty at him he, he actually beat me in the um, TRL's fastest man race the first ever one they did at the first ever state champs I actually I, I broke my finger the night before in rugby league came down to, to watch the team jumped in the race and he and he beat me by a, a moustache I reckon his moustache was probably a bit bigger than mine at that time so yeah I'm, I'm chucking Francis Otto in, in the ring for Immortal uh, other players there Emma Kirky obviously we chucked about it, uh, chatted about it last week uh, we've got Gavin Jenke uh, Amanda Izza was thrown in there Jazzy Buller another another great of our game big hats off to Jazzy he's good for our game uh, he loves TRL and um, he's, he's about 63 as well, but it's still playing, running around with the men's APL, so hats off to him. Isn't afraid of a motivational chat, old uh, Jazzy Buller. I reckon he got him over the line there uh, the time I was handing out the jerseys. Uh, he got them all fired up. It was uh, it was outstanding to see, actually, because it does mean quite a bit when you put that Queensland jersey on. But uh, I felt like yelling out Queenslander as, uh, as he was really revving him up and just saying how much this does mean uh, because you sort of get caught up in it all, but... He really captured it well, and the boys and girls there who were playing for the Queensland side that year really took it on board. And they, well, they, I think they wiped the floor with New South Wales that year there uh, at Redcliffe. So that would have been 2018. If my years are correct there. So uh, no, he's he's certainly one of the greats, and I reckon that's a real good shout for an immortal there, Jazzy Buller. And um, the last person on the list that I've got here is um, it's Joff, Joff Page from Morton Bay as well. He he actually nominated himself, so. There's not, nothing better than uh, self-confidence, mate, so um, chuck him in the list as well. 
That's what we like to see. And uh, also there, I think uh, Jimmy LeBoyne again, nominated Mason Part. I think he's a real fair shout. He's been around the game for, geez, years and years. Obviously ran the game uh, here in the role there in the uh, Tuong office. He's stepped back slightly. He's still very involved playing in a few teams, as we've seen there, and uh, venue managing. But, I mean, what kind of... Uh, what kind of things would would you be looking for for an immortal? You've obviously got rep experience. You've got to be performing at the rep level, but you've got to be doing those things behind the scenes as well. I guess what would you be looking for if we're looking for factors? I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, but uh, look, it's almost you know three to five factors there if you're looking for an immortal. What have you got to tick off, and how would you put an immortal in? Is it purely rep, or what are you? What else are you looking for? No, definitely not. Not obviously, you've got to be a very good player. Um, you've got to give give back to the game, and, and you can tell the players who, uh, you know, just play in the game just just because, and and the ones that want to see it succeed, and and you know, just, just give their all every time they they go on the field behind the scenes. They organise teams, basically the people that you just want around TRL, and there's a heap of them out there. So let us know which ones. But uh, yeah, we've we've nailed a few here. Mason Part, a big one. Obviously, he was um, in in head office, so he probably probably couldn't get uh, nominated back then. But now the fact that he's stepped out of head office and he's still heavily involved in the game shows that he how much he loves TRL and how much he wants it to succeed. Absolutely, and I think a good way to go about this is it's going to be a tough debate, but we need names and we need your help with coming into our social media channels. We're going to throw it out there now. What we're going to do with this is we're going to look at an immortal battle. So uh, me and Benny having a chat here. We're going to need our top eight men and our top eight women. And we're going to look at a knockout format here of voting against uh, or almost you're pitted against. Say, for example, you've got a a, uh, a David Brown versus a, a Jimmy LeBoyne. They were there two last week. Yeah, we had Jimmy and, and Brownie thrown out there. If that, yeah, so they were together in their in their first round knockout. Whoever gets the most votes goes through. We'll go semi-final, final, grand final, and then boy versus girl. Who uh, who prevails? Who's going to be the top dog? That's it. And same for the women's there. So you might be looking at it, you know, uh, an Emma Kirky versus Kristen Gibbs. Uh, in the females oh, that, that can't be a round one matchup yeah that's we're, too tough we're, we're, we're looking there look you got an Amanda Rissa or a Beximo look there's plenty to throw around uh, there so look we're, we're going to take all nominations we're going to put them all forward and we're going to look at a fans vote to get our top 8 so there could be 10 there could be 20 there could be 30 look we've got to nail it down to a top 8 and we're going to look for a fans vote to get it forward because there's no other fair way we can't have me and Benny here cherry picking who we'd like because uh, it'd be Ben and Shelby Maddock there uh, straight up the top there, uh, closely followed by myself. But uh, look, we're going to need your help. So this is going to be one of those hot topics there. We're going to get the Godfather and the Prince moving on this, Tommy Longworth and uh, Eddie Wilson. Maybe we should have a, a referee's immortal. Yeah, tell you what. You'd be right there for that, mate. Not a, not a bad shout. Not a bad shout, that one. There's definitely a few good ones rolling around. Chuck a couple at me. Yeah. Who have you got? <laughs> uh, well, look. Top referees. You were loving Tory Joyce last week. Yeah, well, Tory Joyce, he's got to be up there. Uh, Daniel Pigeon. Oh, sorry, Daniel Pid- Pigeon. Pigeon. Like the bird. Like the bird. Uh, now, he's got to be up there. Did a very good job in the final. He's been around uh, for a hell of a long time. you got Paul Hazeman. He's got to be up there. Our most recent. Well, you got the golden whistle, Eddie himself, but he's out of contention. Actually, no, he, no, throw him here. He Show can't him. be out of contention. Uh, one of the best communicators across the park, old Eddie Wilson. Uh, 
Now I'm just oh, throwing me for my memory here on the most recent Golden Whistle. Benny, I'm throwing you on Luke, the spot. Here. Luke Chaplin. Thank you very much, Luke Chaplin. He's uh, he's also got to be thrown in there because uh, he's spot on with his refereeing uh, across the park, and uh, also uh, I've got Callum Espresta from East Brisbane. Espresso. Espresso. Espresso <laughs> Martini. <laughs> I uh, I just want to double check. I've got uh, so he's uh, he's spot on as well with his refereeing. There's a there is a, a really top class going around in Brisbane. That's a really fair shout as well with the top referees, and that's going to help going into the rep season. Um, there, who needs to get those state of origin games? Who can handle the big games? Jeez, we're just making more and more topics for ourselves. Let's yeah, go for the no, players first. Bastard. Players, we'll go referees afterwards, but uh, players first. We're putting it out. And uh, please send it back. And uh, look, you can even nominate yourself. We've seen that before, so yeah, throw your name done. forward. But, uh, there's our immortal chat. We'll put a, a cap on that one right for the moment. Now, what we want to touch on is uh, a really good topic here. It's uh, positions in TRL. Now, what we've got in a, in the touch format, they've been looking at it, say, a middle, a link, or a wing. Now, what we've moved to as a game as TRL is obviously there's the rugby league focus, and uh, it has come out with the rep teams. Focus on, let's say, your playmakers. Instead of being middles, they are a 5'8 and a halfback. Uh, in the mixed game, there is a fullback, there's centers, and there's wings. Now, I'm very behind the rugby league more touch rugby league names there two positions but it's one there coming from a social aspect until you get to the top level like i'm glad i've got benny maddock here uh, especially with their sunshine coast teams doing so well over the last few years is uh just to get a breakdown on positions i'm sure this is going to help people driving to trl as they listen to us here hopefully that uh look how do you even know what makes a good wing what makes a good uh, center or middle looking for your views here on your the, the actual position names itself and uh, what are you looking for in those positions? I, I'm all for the, the wing centre halves. I, I like that concept. And a lot of teams don't really play middle middle centres halves. They they just say, you know, where, wherever you end up, that's that's where you play. And when you sort of get to that higher level, you, you kind of need to start playing to your strengths and that's when you start bringing in your, your wings, your centres, your halves, uh, and, and the mix, obviously, the fullback. So back to your question, what, what makes a good wing? You know, these guys are normally your quick fellas or girls. They can chase the kick if there's, there's one put down. Um, they're good at reading the kick is, is an important one. So um, a lot of teams play the pendulum style where the ball's over on the left-hand side, the, the right wing is dropping back and vice versa. So they, they need to be reading that kick. The misconception is you chuck your worst players on the wing. One of our best players, Benny Keel, the Australian, Australian winger, our fastest bloke, steppiest bloke, reads a kick, great hands. We put him there because that's that's where his strength is. He, he could easily play in the middle and and um, sorry, I should say in the halves or the centres. Um, but you know his strengths are he's, he's quick, he reads a kick, and he can finish a try like no other. So that's why we've got him on the wing there. You, you've also uh, something that Benny probably doesn't do is is uh, a lot of chat. Benny's probably quite a guy you'll, you'll ever meet, but um, most wingers need to be chatting to their centres so they can relay it to the, to the halves. Halves basically don't, don't want to do any chat. They, they're the guys that has been bossed around in the middle when, when they're defending. So the chat starts from the wingers. If you've got good chatters, David Fraser is a great example of that. He's, he's just doesn't shut up. Sometimes chats too much and you can't hear what's going on, but 
it starts from the wings. So basically, they need to be quick. They're they're the finishers. They're the ones that can you know do the big dives over the sideline, uh, finish a great try, reading the kicks and big chatters. Moving into the centers, the ones inside them. Uh, normally they they're pretty quick as well. Probably their next your next quickest or got a bit more ball playing skills. They're your hole hitters. So when you when your halves take off uh, from dummy half and looking for someone to to finish their tries, you're the, you're the bloke hitting a hole um, or you know wrapping around, creating the overlap, things like that. A lot of defensive chat from the centres. They they need to be talking to their middles. Like I said, middles don't. Oh, sorry, halves don't want to um, be chatting um, too much. So your centres are the ones that are, are telling them where to go, and you know if they need to stay out, they need to jam in things like that. Um, and they're often really good ruckers. So you know you've got you've got players in the team that is really uh, really good at getting the ball down the field, getting yourself out out of trouble when you're inside your own eight. You know making it up towards the halfway in one or two touches. Uh, they're your centers. Halves are they're they're your starry players. They're your playmakers. Um, probably the bosses of the team. Uh, they'll, they'll order you around, tell you where to go in attack, in defense. Again, they don't want to say anything, but they're they're the ones that are pretty much going to win you the game when when it comes to attacking moves and and things like that. Uh, they're going to set you up, and they're they're probably your best defenders. They're the ones that can that can read the middle because if you get beaten in the middle one on one, you leave an overlap straight away like three on two. At, at that level, when you're in playing like men's APL, if you give them three three on two overlap, it's almost a try every time. It's either a long ball to the wing, grubber in behind for the link uh, for the uh, center. So yeah, they're they're your main guys. And then when you when you've got a fullback in uh, mixed, teams play different styes. The fullback for mixed normally is a, a bit of a rover. They just come come in when they choose in, in attack. Very very few teams play like an actual fullback in defence. They'll drop the they'll drop a, a bloke or a girl back for that kick to, to eliminate the long kick tries. But yeah, so that's that's a bit of an overview on each position. Well, that, that's my view anyway. So yeah, well, it sounds no, it's really good to get the insight there. Obviously, uh, you've got a hell of a lot of experience there. You're playing for Queensland, Australia, Sunshine Coast, obviously running two regions there. I think that's very helpful to hear out. I think what is, is really interesting is that the guys you choose to go for your playmakers uh, and you, I could see there you're, you're trying to, uh, help yourself and not saying middles it is a uh, it is something that's coming in and uh, I think it's something that's well appreciated that look we want to be different from the touch game and uh, even by saying positions or on paper saying positions there now when you're looking at your playmakers or your your five eight and half back firstly just a very quick question there would there be a difference between the two playmakers in the middle there have they got the same role There's, there'd be no ever difference between them is it to, to is, there, is it a kicking thing or is it they, they're doing the same thing those two in the middle normally, normally pretty similar um, you know you might have a dominant kicker but you know they're, they're not really a half or a 5-8 sort of thing they're just you just have your your, your main kickers and, and, and whatnot. It just depends on what team you're in so yeah no really the same with your kicking option there like you said so say when you guys are doing really well you had your your, your two Sunshine Coast sites uh, well, state champs, Oz champs, when you're doing outstandingly well. What was happening there when you were going to your kick there on your fourth or fifth option? Was it going to the same person each time or was there two options or three? What was the option when you guys had that really successful run there? Um, we we had a few good kickers. Um, we had uh, the loss of Justin Otto, who's played a lot of uh, Queensland Cup footy. He had a, he had a great shoe, so we, he 
he was probably our first option, especially, um, you know, those little grubbers in behind the line. Um, he, he took a lot of the bomb kickoffs because he can just launch them and normally get a repeat uh, or kickback, sorry. But no, we probably had, like I said, probably two or three main kickers, different sort of kickers as well. So some, some would be, you know, the last option, go to them. Others would be spur of the moment. Um, you know, when you, when you read that the defense is up, Shot, drop it in behind. So just, just a lot of different different style kickers, which um, really kept them guessing, which is why we're pretty successful, I think. And is that being done on the run there? Are you choosing who that goes to depending on where you are in the park? Or is that when that set starts, are you going, right, it's going to go to me, it's going to go to Otto, it's going to go to this person? Are you discussing that earlier? Or is that all happening on the run? Or do you know as soon as that set starts what you're going to do and who it's going to go to? Uh, again, depends who's on the field. Um, someone like Otto, very structured player. He likes to get to the fourth or fifth before he puts a kick in. Um, whereas someone like myself, I, I like to if if I see it, it's on, I, I drop it behind. My my style probably doesn't pull off as much as Otto's. He's a lot more um, calculated and, and precise. Um, mine might you know pull off the odd try here and there. Um, but yeah, so it's it's all about keeping the defense guessing. So if you if you play two structured or two one way um, the defence starts sort of reading it and shutting down your options and, th- and then you're sort of left with nothing so it's really important to have you know multiple uh, avenues where you can you know your different kickers your different playmakers um, different things you know dropping an early kick in here and there where um, so they start dropping back their wingers giving you the overlap when you want to run it later um, so yeah it's who you've got in your team and if someone scoots well they're going to be one jumping in a dummy half more if someone kicks well they're going to be kicking more it's, it's just playing to your strength yeah yeah well, I think that leads well into our, our next chat there and hopefully that helps with your, your position chat there even on the social level if uh, look just to give yourselves a bit more structure there if that's what you're looking for in your game but it leads in well to what we wanted to quickly discuss was structured versus unstructured TRL. And a good example of this, if you get a chance, look at the grand final we discussed the other week, uh, which was South Brisbane versus Beanley. Essentially, you'd, you'd say Beanley was a team that plays you know, a little bit more unstructured, even though they're going to find the right guys at the right time. It doesn't look as crisp as maybe the South Brisbane there who ruck well, they, they almost... Um, you know, you'd argue look a bit more robotic there, but if things go well uh, for a structured game versus unstructured, it's it's a, it's a really interesting debate. Obviously, we saw Beanley come on top there because their flair got them there in the end, but South Brisbane had them right on the ropes because uh, everyone knew their role and they were doing it very well. Uh, Benny, I guess with that preface there, you were commentating that game. What are your thoughts with uh, structured versus unstructured TRL? Would you rather, you know... There's a whole big spectrum there, but what are your thoughts? Uh, I think having at least some structure is is very important. Obviously, um, you want people knowing what they're doing rather than just running around like um, chooks with their heads cut off. But um, great, great point that the grand final was pretty much the opposite ends of the, of the spectrum. They've got South Brisbane who have played a very structured game, normally just like to, to grind it out, um, repeat sets, um, you know, get down the line, throw their long balls to the wing, whereas uh, Beanley, they come down and you just you don't know what what's going to go on. Is it going to be middle middles or is it going to be you know fade to link? Is it going to be a, a little kick try, a little AFL dogger try that we saw um, that got them uh, to the extra time? No, so structured 
the, the pros, I guess, uh, everyone everyone sort of knows what they're doing. You know, if, if you're going to run a play, everyone knows what holes they're hitting. Um, you know your role. Um, you, you play, again, to your strengths. When you're, when you're playing structure and you're playing really well, you can just grind a team out. Like I said, you can just keep down the right end of the field, repeat sets, um, you know, don't make mistakes. It, you, you sort of play a more high percentage game when you play structured. You, um, you're not going to turn over as much ball. But again, you're not going to, you know, score those tries out of nothing that um, the teams like, you know, Beanley and West Brizzy can do where they, you know, they just, nothing's happening and then bang, you've got a try or you've got a kick try at two points, um, and, which is what we saw in the grand final. Beanley down 6-2 and a couple of individual brilliant moments brought them back to even and then won the game in extra time so it's hard to say which one's the best they're probably not neither of them are the best both of them work well both of them have their cons it depends who's in your team again and how you play it on the day yeah well I guess it's it's interesting to hear that you need at least some sort of structure even if you are unstructured the being league guys know who to hit there you can see the leaders jumping up there and yet the ball seems to hit the hands of the same guys there when uh you know, when they need it, Deshaun there getting the ball when he needs it, causing that huge result at the end there. When you get a turnover and you get the ball straight away, so a kick or a knock on straight away and you've got the start of a set, everyone knows, right, we're going to move it to this point in the field and this is where we're going to go fifth straight away or are you playing off the cuff to an extent? Uh, we don't, uh, not, not really to a point, don't know where we're going straight away, but our big game plan was to get it over halfway within one or two touches. So you'd, we had a lot of recycle, which means where you, you know you look like you're going to take a touch. If everyone's dropped back in defense, you just throw it back the other way because you, you can make another easy, you know, six, seven, eight meters. And so once we did get over halfway, then we sort of came into that sort of structured play. Uh, we had a lot of touch players and, and, and touch players are very um, structured by nature. Uh, so the likes of like Justin Otto, Tyson Bruff, um, Sean Hooper, those blokes, they're, they're the ones directing us where they want us to get to. Like they might want us to get in the middle for their middle middle shot or they, they get us to their, our link to, to spread, spread wider. But no, so early in the set, we were very unstructured really. And then as we get over halfway, that's when we sort of start getting into our rhythm and, and where we want to be um, and getting to our points. Do you have do you have moves there that you practice on your your fourth or fifth to go right? This is our what we're going to hit them with to to try and get that big play to try and score this try here, or um, you know, look, is it? Uh, I think people watching there go, oh look, everyone's kind of running there off the mark. You know, you've got union and league where people actually run moves. Are there moves? that you run in TRL at that highest level? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, that, and that's what I meant by as soon as we get over halfway, we we start calling what we're about to run. So um, our when, when we were on top uh, a couple of years ago, uh, oh, sorry, about a year ago, we basically all we, we did was um, long hard long balls and, and running the middles wide. Um, and then we'd run either an A or a B. So an A is a fake switch. Um, and try and get the overlap on the outside and a, and a B is obviously just a, a hard switch get the overlap on the open side um, and a lot of second phase plays so as soon as you run that uh, we get it down and then we've, we normally had overlaps so um, yeah basically it was it was spread their middles um, hit long balls and run hard A's and B's That's that was the, the crux of it that's pretty much all we did 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's a really good insight and I think um, hopefully it's been a good chat to, uh, I mean, even myself just listening, it's, it's really good to hear the insight there because I see it happening in front of me and uh, just to kind of get the breakdown from, uh, I guess, well, Benny's obviously played at a very high level there and uh, got some very good sides there that have great success. It's good to kind of break down the footage. If you almost pull that stuff up from Facebook and have a look at what he's talking about, it's almost you can see those, well, A and B balls being the dummy switch or switch and then long balls and they're running middles and, and different things they're doing there. And, uh, yeah, well, hopefully you can do it tonight at TRL if you're listening on the way there tonight. And, uh, look, Benny, do you reckon there's anything else we've got to hit tonight? I think that's a wrap, mate. Man, look. We're back. We've made it. Second week. We're going to be here for the third week. And uh, hopefully everyone enjoys it. Bit of a long one tonight. We're enjoying ourselves too much, I think. But uh, look, uh, hit us up on our social media channels. We've only got the Facebook page at the moment, The TRL Podcast. And uh, we're on Spotify, The TRL Podcast. Hopefully Apple accepts us soon after they listen and know we're not swearing too much on the podcast. But uh, look, if we can get, we haven't got an Instagram or anything like that, so you're going to have to go to the Facebook. But uh yeah, we're heading around Australia with all the different regions. Good stuff. Can't wait for next week, mate. Thanks for that. See you later. Catch ya. <laughs>